13 minutes to the top of the hour here on the Weekend View on SAFM. Thank you for staying with us. On to the story now. Eyebrows have been raised following this week's revelation that prior to his visit, the president of the UAE, the United Arab Emirates, Sheikh Mohammed bin Zayed Al Nayan, donated 20 million rands to the Eastern Cape government to enable it to upgrade the airport where he and his entourage landed. The Sheikh and 500 of his guests reportedly landed at the Wulembu Airport for a visit meant to convince citizens of the UAE that the Eastern Cape is a tourist and an investment destination. Questions are now being raised as to how donations from foreign governments are handled and who is accountable for the transaction. Eastern Cape government spokesperson Kuselo Aranti in an interview with my colleague John Garricka confirmed that the province received the monetary gift. What was that 20 million rand used for? Just quick upgrades that were required at the airport, as I said, that uh, it's not an airport that is used uh, ordinarily. So there were some attending to lighting issues and uh, such stuff. So that's that's what it was utilized for. It was Eastern Cape government spokesperson Kuselwa Randi who held uh, on this particular issue, of course, confirming uh, that uh, the donation was received um, and work, in fact, was done to that particular airport so that uh, this entourage from the UAE um, could could land and they're spending um, several weeks in the Eastern Cape. Now, to help us understand how donations from foreign governments are handled and who's accountable for the transaction, we're now joined on the line by Temba Gordi, former chairperson of Parliament's Standing Committee on Public Accounts. Um, Scopa, you'll know Mr. Gordi, of course, having held uh, that uh, chairpersonship for a number a number of years. And thank you for your time with us uh, this morning, Mr. Gordi. There's a question, of course, about how, how th- this... Uh, should have been handled, right? How donations should have been handled. I think eyebrows are also being raised because um, we still have very fresh uh, memories of uh, the, the, the Gupta wedding party um, and, and what transpired there. But how should it in fact happen here? We're talking about a significant donation that was for a very specific purpose and that was for upgrades, what the spokesperson of the Eastern Cape government calls just uh, maintenance on at this airport that was no longer in fact uh, uh, be, being used for the public. It's a donation that has gone directly to that province for this use. Is is that normal here or is there something quite suspicious about how this has happened? Well, you know, anything that involves uh, the Eastern Cape Premier Oscar Mabuyano would always be, you know, taken with some pinch of salt. It will be remembered that uh, towards the end of March, Coming back on the 4th of April, uh, Premier Mabuyane visited the UAE. And I want to believe that uh, all these arrangements must have been negotiated yes. at that time. Um, and and correctly so. Money that comes from outside, you know, does not just lend into the pocket of the province. And I think it would have been good for the province to explain the processes, what happened uh, how did the money come in? How was it cleared? Was it uh, done through National Treasury uh, as well as the, the Reserve Bank for purpose of, of clearing? And for us to have a sense that indeed the 20 million that is being spoken about here is indeed actually the, the correct amount and that indeed 
all of that money has been used uh, for what has been described. I mean, we have fresh memories about Palapala and that Sudanese mm. businessman mm. and his dollars. So you're correct. Um, it, it raises eyebrows, it raises concerns, money laundering, corruption, lack of transparency, and a whole range of other things that uh, would come into play. Mm-hmm. Let's perhaps speak a bit about how, how provinces receive their funds. It all, it all comes through treasury, um, through equitable share, because, of course, not, the, the provinces are not the same, different needs and so on. And then, and then no. other forms of raising, of raising incomes, gen- generating income um, within the province, uh, you know, levies and, yep. and all sorts of things. And then, yeah. and then, and then, donations of sorts. How, in fact, should should these be handled? Because, again, um, to to issues we've seen in the past, where wealthy individuals are able to to really dictate um, what what happens in any part of the country or in the country, even at a national level, um, is is what we don't want here. So, why is it so, that you can have an individual or have um, a, a representative from another government essentially being able to to dictate what happens at a public facility? to benefit them. No, very true. Because if you follow the story, uh, that airport uh, was actually not being used. Yes. So it was renovated. And then it was temporarily designated as a port of entry to enable them to land there, meaning they flew directly from the UAE right up to that airport. Now, question is, did we now have home affairs staff to process uh, these people coming in to check in on their goods, or has that airport essentially been privatized uh, for for their benefit? And and if that happens, uh, it talks about the security of the country. It talks about uh, things that may come in and go out of the country. Um, so I think it might be important to follow this up with the province to actually take the nation into our confidence in terms of giving details so that we have a, a proper understanding. I mean, this is a foreign head of state coming into the country, yeah. uh, taking over a public facility and forcing it to be temporarily made a port of entry, uh, which, which is, it is ordinarily not, uh, to take in such a large uh, group of people, like you were talking about, you know, the Gupta case, uh, where waterkloof was temporarily made available to such people mm. when it was not so mm. designated. So the question of allowing wealthy individuals to control and dictate how public facilities are utilized is a very dangerous one because it means those who are rich can actually do as they please, yes. go in and out of the country. Um, and, and that cannot be correct. And that is that is very wrong. All right. Just, just as we wrap up, Mr. Cody, what processes should kick in here um, in, in terms of accountability? Um, SCOPA would be well in its rights, right, to, to take up this matter, um, to call for accountability? No, very true. Um, SCOPA should be able to, uh, to follow this up since this is money that was donated to the province, so it becomes public money. How it is then utilised... Uh, it's an important matter. So it might be important for them to call on the Auditor General to actually audit uh, that donation so that we have a proper paper trail of where where and when the money was deposited, where and when the money was then, uh, you know, withdrawn, and how the, the contracts that were given 
uh, to perform all those services and to be able to reconcile uh, that indeed uh, the money that was used is equal to the money that was donated. Because like I say, cases of money laundering mm. uh, are very, very much, uh, you know, on the surface when yeah. when 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 you're dealing with matters of this case. All right, we'll have to park it there. I imagine we'll be speaking about this again sometime soon. Temba Godi, thank you for your time. Former chairperson of Parliament's Standing Committee on Public Accounts. Five minutes to the top.